Hi, this is Jeff in Saxe, Texas, and just like Bob, I'm a tactical guy, and I like a tactical podcast. Uh, Jeff, wait a minute. That's practical guy and practical podcast. Oh, never mind. Hi folks, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Episode 597 to be exact, being released on Father's Day, June 19th, 2022. Happy Father's Day, everyone. I'm a father. Many of you listening to this are fathers. This is your special day. You know, something I want to say about fathers Being a father is a biological fact. And, you know, anybody, any male can can be a father. Or not, I shouldn't say any, but most. The vast majority can be a father, but they can't always be a dad. And I've always thought that, you know, a father is a biological fact, but a dad is a title that you earn. You got to earn the title of being a dad. I kind of consider a dad an endearing title because they are a true father. They they love their kids and they act like they love their kids and they're there for their family. And one of the greatest problems that we have in America and probably throughout most of the world are fatherless families. Happy Father's Day to all of you out there. And remember, this show is brought to you by Concealment Solutions and Keeper's Concealment. So I got two sponsors, and I want to talk about Keeper's Concealment first. They are the leading authorities on appendix carry. Uh, They're Keeper's Holster, they're Errand, they're Cornerstone, they're all so good. I own two of their holsters, and that's the only thing I use for appendix carry. They're extremely comfortable, very functional, very durable, very well made. Spencer Keepers and his team, they thought this out very well when it comes to appendix carry. Check them out at keepersconcealment.com. And one of the best things, Keepers Concealment is also an affiliate of CCW Safe. That's legal protection you really need. Uh, there's going to be a battle after the gunfight, and that fight is going to be in the courts, and you're going to need help. So check out CCW Safe. You can get 10% off your membership using KC10 off coupon code. And if you shop holsters at Keepers Concealment, Handgun World gives you a 10% discount. All right, so the title of this episode, Canada's handgun ban, or at least proposed handgun ban. So, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, 
has decided, he's, he's decided by himself that citizens don't need a handgun. Now, here's a few things that I want to say about that. So he's decided what is good for his people when it comes to self-defense. Uh, Trudeau's trying to get a, a, a handgun passed on the sale, handgun ban passed on the sale, purchase, or transfer of handguns. So that's pretty, pretty sweeping, pretty broad. Uh, and, you know, you know, he kind of lies a lot. You know, he claimed that this was not a response to the Texas shooting. And there's a an article, a couple of articles I'm going to link to in the show notes. And these articles quote Prime Minister Trudeau. And for all of you people in the United States and even any other countries, if you're interested in guns, you know, listen up. If you're in the United States, this is what we could have if the gun banners get their way. Canada does not have a Second Amendment. Okay, so they don't have a Second Amendment like we do here in the United States. And, you know, the Second Amendment's not even really about self-defense. I've said this many times. The, self, the, the, the Second Amendment is so that we can stand up to an out-of-control, tyrannical government. And that doesn't mean just the federal government. State governments can get out of control as well. They can engage in tyranny. Police forces can engage in tyranny. Now, you guys know I love cops. I like to say I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Most police officers are fantastic. Most of them are great individuals. There's bad apples. Like in any other organization, there are bad apples. We've also seen throughout American history, we've seen in some cases police forces get out of control. Um, and I think the citizens need to be able to stand up to that too. It's a preservation of our freedom. That's why the Second Amendment was put into place, was ratified and written into the Constitution, into our Bill of Rights, so that we could remain a free people so that we have the ability to resist and to fight back. Look at all the governments around the world that are disarmed and look at all the tyrants and dictators. One of the first things that they did was to disarm the public. And so that's what Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, a coward, is trying to do in Canada. And all my Canadian listeners, you may have some more stuff to say about about the Canada gun bans after I'm done. I'd like to hear what you have to say. And you guys can email me, handgunworld at gmail.com. Uh, you can call into the show, 210-646-1727. Now, let's take a look at what did Justin Trudeau say uh, about 10 years ago, it was a little bit different. And it's he said, let's see, I'm trying to find this in the article. Uh, he said he was against gun control measures and he defended Canadians' rights to have guns. And he said, quote, here in Canada, we have a culture that has grown up with guns and it respects the need to go out into the wilderness and shoot things from time to time. And he's embraced all sorts of, in the past, gun ownership, but not now. Now it's different. 
I guess it was different 10 years ago, but now it's, it's not different because here's what he said recently. We have a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or sport shooting in Canada. And there are a lot of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and law-abiding. But you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. So he got a little bit more broad in his effort there. And he says you can't use a gun. Now, he didn't specifically say handguns, although this ban that he's trying to put through looks like it's on handguns. That's kind of weird. And Trudeau goes on to say that's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. Well, he's wrong. Every human being that is on planet Earth has an inherent right to preserve their life and to preserve their freedom. Who is Justin Trudeau to tell Canadians that they can't use a gun? So, does he really think that no criminals will have guns either. It's the same old, old argument that, you know, let's disarm the law-abiding citizens so that there are less defenses against criminals who will have guns. I'm going to play my one of my favorite public service announcements coming up when I take the break. Just listen carefully to that. And, you know, I'd love it if Prime Minister Trudeau could listen to it, but he won't. Because he doesn't care. And, and, you know, people like him, leaders like him, they know what the truth is. They know the criminals are going to have, they're going to have firearms. And they know that this is going to put a law-abiding citizen, citizen who needs to defend themselves or preserve their freedom, it's going to put them at a disadvantage. Plain and simple. So, Prime Minister Trudeau says that you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. Well, what does he say? What, what does he propose that you can use for self-protection? If not a gun, what? Mr. Prime Minister, what? What, what can your people use for self-defense? Who are you to determine what they need? This is the danger, folks. This is the danger zone. You know, there are comfort zones and danger zones. And Canada is about to enter a huge danger zone. And the United States might not be too far behind. I'm calling on everybody who listens to this. We need to start really, really contacting our legislators. And we need to be persistent. And we need to be relentless contacting our senators and our congressmen and pushing back on this. Because who are they to determine what we need? Think about that. They get to decide. Why do they get to, to decide? Who, you know, what, by what authority can they decide what we can and cannot use? Well, I guess in Canada, um, maybe he's got the authority. I hope it doesn't pass. I hope it doesn't work. It's a proposal right now. I don't believe that this thing has passed. And here's what's interesting. His handgun, handgun ban proposal has failed miserably. Uh, here's another article I'm going to link to that says, in the last few days, 
There's been a huge, uh, has it been a week or a few days? Uh, here we go. In the last few days, as the time that this article was written, was which was June 9th, handgun sales in Canada are exploding. Uh, they're going through the roof. People are buying. They're afraid. They're afraid it could be their last chance. You know, just like when all bans have been proposed here in the United States. Sales go up. So I don't understand what these politicians think. Tell me what you think that, that they're, they're thinking. One dealer in Canada, the manager of Markham, Ontario's Solely Outdoors, said that firearm sales are going crazy. It's been very busy. We sold over a couple hundred handguns in the past three days. And that was as of June 9th. When the, uh, 2022, when this article was written by the Counter Signal, and I'm going to link to it. Handguns are almost sold out in Canada right now. Most, most of the stores are posting on social media saying that they're almost sold out and there are pictures and pictures of empty gun cabinets all across Canada. The gun buying frenzy has even made headlines here in the U.S., Several published uh, headlines have titles like Gun Sales Surge in Canada After Trudeau's Bans Proposal, Ban Proposals. A mad rush of people coming to buy handguns, it says in British Columbia. Uh, Mr. Trudeau, let's see here, announced it on Monday of last week and we opened Tuesday morning and there was a mad rush. They could hardly keep up with the traffic, said Gunsmoke co-owner Kevin McCurry. So, you know, it's got a negative effect. It has the opposite effect. We see this all the time. Whenever politicians and leaders propose bans, we see a huge surge. That what they're trying to ban, more people go out and purchase and they own. You know, it's counterproductive, isn't it? I mean, if they really want to ban, and why are they so vocal about it? If they got the votes to do it, why are they out there announcing it? All it does is it causes people to become fearful to make purchases basically out of fear because they're afraid that they can't get a handgun or, a, or any kind of a firearm to defend themselves. And it's crazy. I don't understand. Uh, I don't. You know, this phenomenon is great. I understand the phenomenon. But I, these politicians, these over-the-top liberal-thinking politicians that have lost control, they just don't think this through. They they just don't think this through. Okay, some facts about. Canada's gun laws that I want to share with you. Canada has much stricter gun laws than the United States, but Canadians are allowed to own firearms if they have a license. Restricted firearms like handguns also must be registered. Think about that. Canadians must be over 18 and pass a firearm safety course. So you got to take a course, right? You got to you got to take a a class. You have to ask permission from the government. And then you got to take a course just to own and hold the license. And that license has got to be renewed every five years. 
Um, how many guns are in Canada? The number of registered handguns in Canada increased by 71% between 2010 and 2020. So over a 10-year period, increased 71%. So, you know, in countries like Canada and also many others like Canada, you've got to ask permission from the government. you got to say, Mother, may I, may I please have something that I already have a right to own? May I please? And then you got to go take the course, get a license, and then you got to register the thing. Registration always leads to confiscation, folks. Uh, I want you to put those two together, registration and confiscation. Pretty much the only way that the government can confiscate firearms is if they register them, because then they know where they are. If they're not registered, it's very difficult. Not impossible, but very difficult to know where they are. Now, law enforcement can trace firearms all the way to who it was sold to when it was purchased at the gun store. That can be traced. It's not too difficult if they want to put the work in, but it would be much easier if the guns were registered, if there was a national registry of guns, it would be so much easier for the government to track them. Do we want that? No, hell no, we don't want that. You know, that is the first step in confiscation. It's none of their business. We have here in the United States, we have a Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. That's in this. It's in the Constitution. End of story. Registration is unconstitutional. Concealed carry permits are unconstitutional. Requiring somebody to take a course is unconstitutional. Now, I favor training. I've always said that for 11 years while I've been doing this show. I favor training. I think you should get training. I think you should be a responsible adult. And if you're going to own a firearm and you're going to use that firearm for self-defense and you're going to depend on it, you're going to bet your life on it, you need to get some training. Even if all you do is go to a really good firearm safety class, but that should not be mandatory. You should not be forced to do that. It is already your right. The Second Amendment protects that right. And let's be careful. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Let's be careful and let's not say that the United States Constitution gives Americans the right to own a handgun and to keep and bear arms. It doesn't give it that. Give us that. It protects that. We already have that right. That right to keep and bear arms, to preserve our freedom. We have that right. All the Second Amendment does is preserve it. It says hands off to the government. The government cannot interfere with that right, except places like Canada. Now, according to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, more than 2.2 million people held gun licenses in 2020 up in Canada. So that's a lot for a small country like Canada. And I'm sure that they're going to be seeing that or already have seen that significantly rise. I remember when Obama was president here a couple of times with all of his bans, he just, he sparked enormous gun sales. He created exactly the opposite effect 
of what he was lobbying for. And I'm sure, you know, gun dealers loved it. They they made lots and lots of sales, made great money. Obama was considered the greatest gun salesman in the history of the United States and probably still remains so, but you never know. Biden might might overtake that title of the greatest gun salesperson in American history. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, listen to this public service announcement, and I'll be right back. Well, yeah, it's getting tough out there. Yeah, no doubt. I work in home invasions, mostly. Uh, Some murder, uh, occasional rape, uh, and I'm a huge advocate of gun control. Absolutely. Uh, Competition is stiff, and it, it doesn't help that every time I kick in a door or smash a window that I face the possibility of being shot and killed. Listen, the fact is allowing citizens to own guns creates a hostile work environment for me and my associates. Uh, No one should have to work under, under those conditions. Uh, I say make them all illegal. Absolutely. Make all gun ownership illegal. I mean, I break the law for a living. I'm a professional, so it doesn't really bother me. I mean, but personally, knowing that most homeowners don't have guns, uh, that would make me a lot more comfortable, uh, more confident, and it would surely increase productivity. No doubt. No doubt. Your local violent criminals work hard and put their lives on the line every time they attempt to murder, rape, abduct, or assault a member of the citizenry. They desperately need your help. With your support, there may finally come a day when a violent criminal can have his way with you or someone you love without the fear, anxiety, and stress caused by knowing there's a possibility his victim might be armed. Please show your support by voting for stronger anti-gun legislation because criminals prefer unarmed citizens. Okay, I'm back. Now, the next segment, what I'd like to talk about is banning banning. And uh, while I was doing some research for this, I came across a site called newbedfordguide.com and I'll link to that so you can read the whole article. I'm going to summarize it, but... It's a really cool idea. How about banning banning? Let's let's put a ban on banning anything. You know, it, it, it doesn't work. I mean, let's just go back to national prohibition, for example. Okay, that didn't work. And prohibition on alcohol did not work. They banned it. And it didn't work. It just it was a total disaster. And whenever they ban something, whenever anything is banned, it just does not work. They are proven to fail miserably. So I, how, about, how about Congress in the United States? How about we just uh, go ahead and pass a law that says banning is unconstitutional. Banning of anything is unconstitutional. No more banning. You can't put bans. You can't impose them on anybody anymore for anything. Prohibition eventually was repealed. And so that ban didn't work. 
I mean, it just was flat out. Uh, absolute. How about the war on drugs? Right? Drugs are banned. Okay? They're illegal. They're banned. Th does that work? No. That hasn't worked to get rid of drugs. So, good luck, Canada. Good luck on your bans because it, it's not going to... It's, it's going to fail miserably even if they do pass it. It's just not going to... Uh, provide any sort of benefit at all. One more thing I want to say about bans. Uh, one thing that we need to remember, calling for a ban doesn't work if it's not going to actually eliminate the behavior. Again, I want to say that behavior. It's all about behavior. Okay, you can't ban behavior. You can ban objects. You can ban guns. You can ban drugs and things like that. But it's not going to stop the criminal behavior. In other words, banning or eliminating guns is not going to eliminate suicide. It's not going to eliminate homicide or mass killings. People are going to continue to do that stuff. And, you know, if you try to restrict their access to certain types of objects, they're going to use others. Let's go back. Let's remember uh, in 1927, most people who are listening to this podcast were not alive in 1927. Matter of fact, I'm going to probably figure that nobody listening to this was probably alive in 1927. But we can read history. And the largest school massacre occurred in 1927 in Michigan. And there was no firearms used. The guy built a bomb in the basement of a school and, and detonated the bomb in the basement of a school. No guns. Didn't use any. Do you think a gun ban would have stopped that guy? No. A gun ban would not have stopped him from doing his act. So, you know, banning objects is useless. And it does not ban the behavior that the banners are trying to prohibit. They go after an object and they go after a tool when the behavior is what really needs to stop. Okay, enough on this topic. I think I made my points that I wanted to make in this episode. What do you think? I'd like to hear from you. Uh, you can email handgunworld at gmail.com. Call into the show, 210-646-1727. Uh, put a message on social media, whatever you wish to do. I think that we are all going to figure out pretty soon that this stuff just doesn't work. Let the politicians go through the motions. And by the way, take notes of which politicians are supporting these bans. Uh, I'm taking note right now. I sit here in South Texas and San Antonio and uh, Senator John Cornyn here in Texas is very much in favor of some more restrictions on owning firearms. I'm taking note vote these bums out get rid of them they don't deserve to continue to have our votes if they are going to continue to restrict our freedoms these people work for us they don't work for themselves or the government so i'm taking note senator cornyn and you know when it comes time to vote, I'm taking note. And it's, you know, Senator Cornyn got reelected in 2020. And so he's going to be there for a while. 
uh, if he chooses to run again, absolutely, I I would absolutely not vote for him. I would vote for his primary opponent in a heartbeat. I did vote for his primary opponent in 2020, and I, you know he's he is not a friend, especially of the gun control. Uh, excuse me, uh, the Second Amendment advocacy group and and the Second Amendment. He's not a friend of the Second Amendment is what I wanted to try to say. He's an advocate of gun control. Remember that. So tell me what you think. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Okay, let me change gears here just a little bit. Uh, I, I want to talk, get, you know, get back to talking about some specific guns. And it was a while back, several months ago, I did a podcast on my two SIG pistols that I own, P365XL and the P365. So I want to get back to talking a little bit more about these. You know, recently I was watching some of John Correa's videos, and he recently put one out talking about capacity. And, you know, he's analyzed over 40,000 gunfights, civilian gunfights. And he talks about, he does a whole good video. I'll try to find the actual video and link to it. But if I don't find it or if I don't put it in this listing, active self-protection. Watch John Korea on active self-protection and look at some of the recent videos that he's put out. And 11 to 12 rounds seems to be a pretty good capacity for a concealed carry. Um, there just hardly are any civilian gunfights lasting more than 11 or 12 rounds. So, if you have a SIG 365 with the standard magazines that come with it, you got 11 rounds in the gun. The 365 XL, you got 13 rounds. These are such great little concealable guns that are high quality and great shooters and have a decent capacity for probably 99% of all the self-defense firearms needs that you're probably going to have that involves a handgun. Can't recommend these highly enough, but I look for guns when I choose something I'm going to carry on a regular basis that have at least an 11 to 13 round capacity. With the magazine, with one magazine in the gun, is, and I completely agree with John Korea, you got to learn to win the fight, you got to learn to fight with the ammo you already have. Because the chances of you reloading, I've talked about this endlessly, the chances of you reloading are not even worth mentioning unless you have to clear a malfunction. And if you have a good gun with good magazines and you keep them cleaned and you keep them well-maintained well and you're using good ammo, the chances of a malfunction during your self-defense gunfight is nearly nothing. So... Learn to win with what you have at the time that you draw it out of the holster. When your firearm comes out of the holster, whatever ammunition is, whatever rounds are in that gun, that's what you need to learn to deal with and, and win the fight. So ask yourself, are you carrying something that has enough capacity to make you feel comfortable? There are a lot of options out there, not just these little SIG guns that I think are great, but almost all manufacturers are making small guns with a real good capacity. Springfield's doing it, Ruger's doing it, Shadow Systems doing it, Smith & Wesson M&P, Shield Plus 
has great capacity. There's endless amounts, in, endless amount of firearms out there that have the capacity that is going to get you through pretty much, I would say, nearly all within a smidgen of a percent of all of the needs you're going to have as a civilian. Remember, we civilians, we're not, we don't have the mission of military or law enforcement. We're not being offensive. We're not out there trying to take a suspect into custody. We're not out there most likely chasing down a gang like law enforcement sometimes is doing. And even in law enforcement, um, civilian gun, I mean, law enforcement gunfights, we don't see a whole lot of reloading taking place in those either. What do you feel comfortable with and what is your capacity? I'll tell you, I don't feel comfortable with a gun that only has five or six rounds. I just don't. Uh, if I'm going to trust my life to it and I'm going to depend on it, these days, in 2022, I don't trust five rounds. I don't trust six rounds. I feel comfortable and I'm carrying 12-round mags in my P365 right now. So I have 13 rounds of 9mm. Federal HST 127 grain hollow points. I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with that. My 365 XL, 13 rounds. I used the 12 round mags in that gun too. And I'm a firm believer in Federal and Spear Gold Dot ammunition and Corbon ammunition. I'm okay with all that. I don't think these guns are going to fail me. These uh, SIG P365 series, they're fantastic. My Glock 43X, excellent gun. I can carry my shield arms, 15 round magazines in that. And I got a 16 rounds in, my, in that little Glock 43X and it's not going to fail me. I'm confident of that. Glock 48, confident in that too. There's a lot of them. A shield, MMP Shield Plus, I think is going to be that. I think it's going to be a handgun that I want to consider acquiring, because I'm sure I'll be just fine with with that gun. If something, if a need arises that I have to use my gun, I'm I'm okay with that. That's a question I think that you need to ask yourself. And if you're okay with your five-shot J-frame, more power to you. Me, personally, I would not be. If you're okay with your seven-shot pocket 380, um, fine, but I'm not. You can go get a Ruger LCP Max that holds 10 in the magazine and one in the chamber and carry it just like you, you carry your pocket 380 if you want and that's going to give you more capacity even though it's only 380 you got more capacity i'm a big believer in more capacity but i'm also probably not going to carry two reloads on me like a lot of people do i don't mind carrying one reload it's okay if i'm going to carry a gun i might as well carry a reload but i'm not depending that i am not counting my extra magazine as ammo that i can use to win the fight. Let's just put it that way. It's nice to have. 
but I just personally don't think it's going to be required. You might disagree with me. Fine. Hey, I welcome disagreements, folks. If there's something that you don't agree with me on, that's fine. Please keep it civil, but send me a comment or a voicemail. I'm open to it. And we can have a discussion and I can put you on the show and I can play your voicemail or I can interview you if you want or whatever and we can go about it that way. But that's my opinion, uh, you know, and that's, I'll just kind of leave that out there. Okay, don't forget about Concealment Solutions. Their Cobra Outside the Waistband holsters are excellent. The, the most concealable outside the waistband holsters you can get. And uh, right now there are sales going on over at concealmentsolutions.com. Jason Christensen, the owner over there, is a great, a, a phenomenal human being. And I've been using his products for a very, very long time. Their concealed carry belts are excellent. Check them out. ConcealmentSolutions.com. Handgun World coupon code again. So Handgun World gets you 10% off. That one word, Handgun World. Also over at Keepers Concealment, Handgun World. That gets you 10% off. If you're going to buy something from one of my sponsors, please use my discount code so that they know that I'm bringing them traffic, bringing them business, and giving them good advertising. They help make this show possible. Also, you can support me on Patreon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be putting up a new video on Patreon very soon. Um, and it's going to consist of good footage from the Beyond Concealed Carry class that Ben Branham and I recently taught a couple weeks ago here in Texas. So if you're a Patreon supporter or a Shooters Club member, those links will be in the show notes. You're going to get a new video coming up real soon. And there's a lot of real good customized podcasts and videos for you there already. Consider become a Patreon member for only $3 a month and help me out. That's all, folks. Um, I appreciate you listening. Love to hear your feedback. Remember, shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.
my God. 